0: This episode of the show is brought to you by Hymns. Hymns for all your under-the-belt needs or right, over-the-ears. belt. here the we go. Let's ears. do this before the power goes out. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry.
1: <laughs> What's up? And welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll, and we don't have one of our normal co-hosts today. Uh, This week has just gotten worse and worse with every passing minute. Uh, It it first started off with, you guys know that have been listening to the show, there are four rotating co-hosts, and if you're watching on YouTube, you can already see that's not one of them. And if you're listening on the podcast, you saw his name. That's Edmund Mitchell. Why is Edmund here? Let's get to this first. We won't even say hi to him because he doesn't deserve a hello after the week that we've had. Um, The reason that our normal co-host isn't here, our good friend Allison Sullivan, uh, should have been the co-host this week. But her kid got the vid. There's COVID in the Sullivan household, uh, so they are quarantined. They're at home. And you guys all know how Allison's does with technology. Like, she has to come here to record or it's not going to happen. So I texted a friend, and his name is Edmund Mitchell. Now I'll say hello. Hello, Mr. Edmund.
0: Hi, Mr. Taylor. How are you doing today?
1: Oh, uh, terrible, if we're being honest. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's been pretty bad. It's been pretty bad.
1: Yeah. So I texted you on... I think Friday or Saturday. Uh, It was Saturday. And I was like, hey, Allison just said that she can't record. Do you want to be the co-host with me? What was your reaction?
0: I mean, at first it was surprise, shock, joy. I think uh, I was, yeah, I was very joyful. Then it went into panic, you know, like, am I up to that challenge of being on your show? Uh, Then it was kind of relief because we kept having to reschedule. I was like, all right, well, you know, if someone else cancels, I actually love canceling. I don't like canceling. I like other people canceling. Uh, but then it went back up to joy when we decided that we were going to do it. So
1: <laughs> we have been, it's putting been a this roller coaster. It, it hasn't all been the, the last hour for sure has been your fault. You've been trying to get out of this for the yeah, last hour. Like, oh, yeah. my thousand dollars and of dollars that I've poured into the studio. That's now my life. It's all of a sudden not working. Oh, no.
0: Yeah. I just want to make sure that it looks way better than than anything else out there well it might not work well but it's gonna look better
1: well it it won't because there's this other podcast called the show that's recorded right there with you as the host and it is the single best looking podcast it's not a great podcast but it looks tremendous
0: (laughs) yeah yeah the visuals are way better than the content the visuals are way better than the content
1: well, here's the thing. Um, I have been binging your show over the last few Aww. days because I'm not a good friend and I don't listen every week. But uh, well, you
0: shouldn't. You shouldn't listen every week.
1: Here's, here's what happened. For those of you that don't, if you're in Texas, you know why the show has been delayed over the last few days. We are currently recording this in the middle of the single worst winter storm that Texas has ever seen. Like we live in North Dakota right now. Uh, yeah. H-E-Double Hockey Sticks has frozen over uh mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that texas is he double hockey sticks but it it's is right close. now because i am yeah. i am convinced that hell is cold uh and we are living in it right now we we have not had power for more than like yeah. four hours in the last two days and it's eight yeah, yeah, degrees yeah. outside feels like minus six and yeah. uh we were like hey you you were you were like hey i have i have uh know friends and family in on saturday sunday okay cool let's record monday and then yeah. monday The storm hit and both of us lost all power, which is required for me to hit record on my end, on my sound, on my computer, on my camera. It's also the same for you. And then also we have to connect through the Internet, which we have not Mm. had uh, either through Wi-Fi and like our cell towers are down here. I've been cut off from the real world until this moment. So we're going to we hit record. We're here together. We're going to try to have a good show, uh, but the power is going to go out in T minus eight minutes. I don't know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's crazy how Texas is like. You know what? Global pandemic, hundreds of thousands of people dying. Let's still go to McDonald's, but then a little dusting on the ground. It's like shut everything down. Everyone stay inside. <laughs> right. It's been interesting. I wish like if those things if those two things would have happened at the same th- time, I think we would have like beat the curve a little more.
1: Yeah. So uh, way to just come in and be controversial, right? With the first real thing that you said. Evan. I don't care
0: about politics at all. You know, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, this is not legal or political advice. It
1: is really funny because uh, like mask wearing has definitely gone up because it's really hard yeah. to breathe uh, air that feels like minus six. So you have to have something covering your face to breathe that in. So everybody yeah. has masked up and it's been tremendous.
0: I don't understand. I don't understand though. Texas has like the biggest vehicles of any state, like these massive big vehicles, but everyone drives five miles per hour in like two inches of snow. I don't get it. If you're from anywhere other than tech, like I didn't grow up in Texas. So I've lived in like the Midwest and places that actually get seasons and like it's not that it's not that big of a deal. Just don't pump your brakes. You know, just keep going. Just keep moving.
1: Well, no one knows that, and they just keep going into the ditch. Like that, people yeah. are driving slow yeah. because they see the carnage next to them, as all the other cars are into the ditch. Honestly,
0: they're just scared. They're just scared. You just gotta. You just gotta go. You gotta commit. You know, Snow driving one one. You
1: know the other option? It's the same option that uh we all had at COVID. Just stay home. Just stay at your house. Yeah, just stay home.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's true. The the fast food joints all around here have been like rocking. Like peep like cars out into the into the highway, like like the the drive through, just packed, packed with cars. I guess everyone's like, you know, if the power's out at home, get in my car, turn up the heat, and like order Whataburger.
1: Dude, here's the thing: I, the the moral dilemma that I've had is I don't want to leave and go outside and drive. Like, mm. I mean, there's there's six to seven inches of snow in my driveway. Yeah. Like, mm. I like to get out. Like, yeah, my, our cars are not built for it. We don't have the tires for it. We don't have the chains for it. None of that stuff. Yeah. Right. Uh, I lived in Ohio for a year and it was terrible and I didn't like it, which is why I moved here to escape all this. And then god said to heck with you anyway i'm to get yeah. to your home
0: but i mean i have i have the great privilege of having lived in toledo ohio during the worst That's not recorded a winter. privilege whatsoever oh yes it is oh yes it is uh during the worst like the worst recorded winter in all of the united states was in toledo ohio the year that we were there it was illegal to drive on the streets it was like if you were out for more than five minutes you would die like like they said don't have any skin exposed it was like sub-zero temperature and stuff so like I don't know, it just doesn't seem that bad here. The sun's out. You know, it's not even snowing that bad. It just I think I'm just I'm just immune to that kind of uh that kind of winter tundra now.
1: Well, we're not because we were we were born and raised here. We're true Texans unlike yeah. you. And uh so yeah, you could you could say it's been really easy to to my wife and kids who have been sleeping in 45 degrees inside of our home. That, that's on you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, just put on extra socks, right? What's the big deal? We just put on a few more socks. We just kind of, like, bundle up. You know, I think this is Jesus' way of saying we all need a little hug. Well— I think Jesus is just saying he wants us to be freezing cold, so we just kind of cuddle up— I think Jesus wants us to cuddle.
1: Well, Jesus is mad at us. I think because everybody now you're saying that this is Jesus hugging us. COVID was Jesus telling us we need to slow down. I'm tired of Jesus <laughs> telling me things. I'm I'm really it's really getting old.
0: <laughs> well, you know the snow falls on the just and the unjust. I think it's just you know it's like how you view it. It's all perspective, right? Like we like have you? Do you guys have a fireplace? We do have a fireplace. Have you been using it? Yeah, we've been being real, true Catholics
1: and burning books. Yeah. We're, we're, we're really uh, going, doing what our ancestors did, you know, a few hundred years ago, and burning all the books. Oh, that's awesome! What books did you start with? Uh, all the the Protestant Bibles.
0: Okay, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You have a lot of those <laughs> at your
1: house. Oh, dude, I have been giving so given so many free Bibles. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but from protestants
0: oh, or yeah, did you yeah. just steal them from hotel rooms
1: i, I did I, I haven't actually burned bibles we have burned some protestant mm-hmm. books but not
0: bibles yeah. uh
1: but the funniest thing for me uh in regards to like uh non-catholic bibles and to be fair i don't even think what i'm about to tell you is a bible uh have you ever okay. heard of the story bible
0: Yes, I've heard of this. Remind me what this so it's, is.
1: it's like the Bible in narrative form. So like it's like okay. like the message is one thing. It says like the Bible yeah. and like hip things, and and then Jesus yeah. with his hipster glasses went over to the to the Pharisees who were like the fed, and that's what the message is like. the the yeah. uh, The story is just like reading a novel, right? So it's not okay, actually okay. the Bible. So I'm currently using oh, okay. that to prop up my camera right now. I would feel terrible gotcha. if it was the NABRE or RSV, but it's just the story.
0: So dude, I use. I use big catechisms to prop up my, like, computers and stuff. I think that's perfectly acceptable.
1: Well, it's only acceptable if you then use the Bible on the other side as the two pillars of faith.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Together. That's true. It's But literal and metaphorical. Have you heard of the Hawaiian Pigeon Bible? Uh no. Oh, wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. Is that the one that is, like, written in Hawaiian?
0: Oh uh, yeah, it's it, it written in Hawaiian pigeon, so it's like a combination of all these immigrants to Hawaii, you know, many many decades ago. It's like Spanish, Japanese, Chinese, like slang. It's like all of these weird things. So if you pull it up, it's like it's it's insane. It's insane to read, and it's a legitimate thing. Like it's one of those things that if you rate, if you read it out loud in the wrong place, maybe in a Starbucks or something, you might get canceled. But it's a legitimate language. Like trying to read. The Hawaiian Pigeon Bible is pretty. It's like then, then God blessed his only boy, and and sent him to have much aloha. It's like crazy if you look up the Hawaiian Pigeon Bible. But anyways, I don't know if that's what we want to do. But
1: I have seen it. No, what what I want to do is I want <laughs> we've we've complained about why why we got here all to yeah. all to get to the point of. Everybody listening just better enjoy this episode because it it has been rough to get here. Uh, so we do you've been a guest on this show before? I b- I believe twice. Have
0: I really? Yeah. Maybe over the phone? No. Or was it o- was over this? Yeah, 100%. Oh, wow. Yeah, thanks for I'm glad it was memorable for you. Hey, I mean it should have been more memorable. I think you should make it more memorable next time. This time, let's make <laughs> it today time. memorable. Not today. Let's make a memory. <laughs>
1: next time, we'll make it memorable. Today, uh, we're just getting by by the skin of our teeth, which I've never understood. I don't have skin on my teeth. But Me neither. Here's what we need to do We need to explain to the people who you are because it has been a while okay. since you've been on. Um, and, yeah. and how I would, you can introduce yourself however you want, but I want to intro. Do it like your this.
0: introduction. How do you, how do you, introdu- when, when you're at a cocktail party and someone walks up to you and they're like, hey, Taylor, who's Edmund? How do you how do you explain that? And I'll go you next. I'll, I'll Ooh, describe terrifying. you next. Uh, okay.
1: Ed, Edmund is one of the most uh, successfully creative people that I've ever seen. He's like everything that he touches in the creative Aww. sphere is really good. He's also oh, one of cry. the spaciest people I know. So listening <laughs> to his podcast is a combination of those things where it's yeah. like this should be the greatest thing ever. But it right in the <laughs> middle of it, you're like, hey, let's read the hawaiian pigeon bible while we're trying to go one direction and that's what your show is like what like i was a guest on your show and i loved it because i was just along for this like three hour ride
0: oh my gosh that was that was one of my favorites that was so fun that was so fun that whole night was so fun
1: my favorite time guesting on any show ever I, i i loved it but like we tackled eighty-seven <laughs> topics. Like this, this yeah. show there's three segments and usually around three to four topics, right? And yeah, we've yeah. already tackled eighteen. It's very focused. Uh, very focused. Yeah, uh, because because you're the co-host, so yeah. it's kind of like live, but on steroids. Like lives usually the, yeah. the co-host that like kind of gets me everywhere, but you yeah, are yeah. you are super spacey. So super creative. Yeah. Everything you touch turns gold, and then you can't find the gold
0: because. <laughs> <laughs> This is a valid assessment. This is a valid. That's a very valid. I really appreciate that. Uh, when people ask me about Taylor Schroll, I say, "Have you ever played the video game The God of War?"
1: I have, yes.
0: And then I just I say, "Imagine, imagine if The God of War was like a little heavier, but with and with more beautiful eyes." <laughs> and I say, "That's Taylor Schroll. He's a very loud man. Uh, he's a very thorough man. Um, and and he's here for a party." And I say, "If you want to get loud." <laughs> If you want to get loud and catholic, Taylor Shores your guy.
1: That last part sounds like a, a 90s youth group. If you want to yep. get loud and catholic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels like a 90s t-shirt. Yeah. Boy. That's what I'm going to call you for the rest of the for the rest of the So I think that was a good dis- I think that was a good introduction to your audience for me. Um, creative and spacey. I think that's all they need to know.
1: Like Kevin creative and spacey so uh, yes you're but ju- not you're ju-
0: not like kevin spacey in every way no you're
1: just like him in, in every way no 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 <laughs> so <laughs> no. here's uh what was i gonna say
0: you were gonna flatter me more about things that you no see me i was do gonna you introduce respect.
1: you in some way and then you derailed me and it was fun but I, now i don't know where we where we were going
0: oh you said you were going to introduce me to the audience and then i said how do you introduce me oh and then you wanted me to introduce myself
1: uh yo, oh, oh, here's how I wanted to introduce you. I have remembered now. Uh this do is this is it. I've never felt less in control of my own show in my entire life. <laughs> here's when you and I met the night that we recorded the episode of, of yeah. your show called The Show, yeah. which drives me crazy, yep. but we'll get into that yep. later. But yep, 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 yep. um
0: what was I gonna say? I've I've been thrown off again. Oh my goodness. We had a good time. I did have a good time. We recorded. Time. It's not very focused. You are very focused with your shows, as we can tell. Well, I was But well but I have a certain effect (laughs) I'm also really tired I've gotten like three hours of sleep in the last two days because it's 45 degrees in my house (laughs) we're under so much stress people don't understand I mean maybe people do understand but Taylor you you, there's so many there's equipment there's software there's hardware there's medium wear you're wearing I mean you're wearing you're wearing there's hats (laughs) there's there's microphones there's headphones there's uh there's you know racing panels behind you you're in a formula one chair like there's a lot going on here it's understandable i think your audience should have a little sympathy on you it's understandable my audience doesn't have any sympathy
1: but i am glad you noticed my new chair i got a very new chair because i spend literally all of my waking hours in this room i know and i'm old and i'm falling apart so i needed a a chair with back
0: support it's worth it investing in your bum area is worth it because (laughs) you like think about how much time your bed your feet and your chair i mean those are like where else where else you say oh the toilet like, where else do you spend most of your time? I don't like, spend the most of my time in the toilet. You might need to get that checked out. Uh, well, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> of, like, if you ranked top places you spend your time, it's like bed, up on your feet, walking around, a chair, a toilet. No,
1: I don't spend, like, like, it's not even close. It's like well, you said some eight time. hours, 14 hours, four hours, and, like, minutes. Come on. Let's pull up your. Let's pull up your. App,
0: your like iPhone, <laughs> no, your health app or something. No, I would like something. to it's introduce logs. you to the show, please.
1: <laughs> oh, okay okay, okay, okay. So I went over to your house when we recorded that that episode of yours that I was on, and we started talking about like how I was like, "You're so good at this. Like, why don't you just do this for a living?" And you were like, "I love parish life. I'm never leaving the parish. Like, I just want to be ingrained in the parish community." I was just like, "Dude, this isn't gonna last. Like, in a year, you're gonna be yeah. doing your own thing." Uh, the, the and mm-hmm. then. The irony is that within a year, I thought I was going to stay in a blaze for forever. And then within a year, I was doing my own thing. All of the creative yeah, stuff he, I was doing yeah. on the side. And you, yeah. too, did not live up to your promise of staying in the parish forever. Why don't you tell that story?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like more than anyone I've ever known or met in parish ministry, I mean, just of people I've met. I'm sure there are people more committed than me. But I, I felt really, really called to parish ministry and had turned down ton you know other job opportunities, turned down other things, my heart was in parish ministry. I still feel like a lifelong parish minister, so it was really a lot of factors that I have a hard time even processing right now. Let's just say that I like God had to kind of force me out of it, and I quit with no real plan got a and i yeah, and I purposely quit like at a time where i I didn't want to wait for another opportunity to come along and then that to be the reason why I was quitting uh or or for people to see that there was um yeah, I can just say it this way i guess I've, I haven't really talked about it super publicly, but there was just a lot of dysfunction and frustration with what I was able to do at the parish level, and let's just put it that way like i i was I was very frustrated, and through a lot of prayer, I felt like god was leading me in a direction to understand that maybe god was calling me to still be committed to the parish but just not as a full-time staff member and at the time i felt like being on staff was not uh what was best for me for my family or for the the parish and that i could be arguably just as effective just as a parishioner so yeah that's kind of the weird messy story you put
1: out like a 10 12 minute video like announcement video when this happened a few months ago and yeah. uh, the the thing that I appreciated the most about it was uh, that you said, you know, I'm not leaving the parish community. Like, I'm not going to work there. But like, yeah. you know, you and your wife, y'all's original goal is to do ministry together and do ministry at the parish. And y'all yeah. can still do that. And like that actually helped me a lot in like I had already made the jump, but it helped a lot like just with how I feel about like yeah. the decision that I made. Uh yeah. Because like I can still be involved in the parish community. Like I still speak for theology on tap for the parish. I still yeah. am I still leading a small group. That happens every week that we don't have, you know, the world world's worst winter storm. Uh but yeah, like yeah. I'm still doing youth ministry just as a volunteer. Yeah. And it's funny because yeah. I was like, I always thought I had to be the youth minister. And the youth minister is a mm-hmm. friend of mine, and I was like, Every youth minister, like I'm gonna be prideful for a second. Every youth minister would kill for a volunteer like me. Like somebody who had been in yeah, youth yeah, ministry yeah. for twelve years, you, just you know? Just be the best volunteer. <laughs> yeah. Just be the best volunteer, the absolutely best volunteer. Or the worst, like if I wanted to take over everything, but I've done it enough that I don't <laughs> want to take over anything. I'm just like, what do you need me to do? You know what I mean? So um Yeah. So I really appreciate it. really appreciated that. So you're you're running. Like obviously you do your podcast, the show, but you're also running the studio that we can beautifully see you in right now. If you're on watching on YouTube or we'll share pictures and clips on social media. But uh, what do you do at the studio? Like elevator
0: pitch me. Okay. So the, the current version of this elevator pitch, I mean, honestly, it started as this podcast in my dining room and just doing creative services on the side. And then slowly grew into collaborating with other local Catholic creatives and, you know, doing podcasting or creative services or video production. But the most recent iteration of this is that there's two things we really wanna do. I mean, and I'm sure you can relate to this. On the one hand, I love making shows and I love collaborating with people who make shows and I think they're talented people. I wanna like house creative people here at the studio. But then there's also the client services side. Like I like helping other people make their own shows and their own podcasts and content, content marketing, I guess is the thing. So we say we do content marketing and video podcast production for personality driven brands. So that means small to medium sized businesses that have someone who wants to like drive their brand or business as like a personality, not just like Coca-Cola, where there's lots of people involved, but you know, like, like yourself and Forte Catholic or some of these other, um, smaller businesses. So that's kind of what we do on top of that. We're trying to Have, like, you guys, like a media company that just puts out content we like. And so the client services helps pay for the 20% of our time that we put towards our passion projects and and shows.
1: Yeah. So we are rivals that absolutely love each other. (laughs) Yeah. But
0: this is the thing. But this is the thing. Like, if you just see everything as competition, you'll never have community, right? There's that quote, like, if you only see people similar to you as competition, then you'll never have friends that understand what you're going through. And I think I love that you're that way, that you're just really open with collaboration and and us sharing, you know, best practices or how to how to do this better. Because honestly, if we're honest, like this is kind of a new sector in industry, video podcasting, podcasting, content marketing, like the church and and even just the world is pretty new um, for the most part, the in world life. is so it's new. It's You're one of those new earthers. The world is new. This is a new. This is a new world. The world is only a thousand years yeah. old. Uh,
1: we got to burn that book in my fire that we talked about earlier. Uh, but it, it is, and like I, I love that about you too. Like we have, you have shared so much knowledge with me over the last years, particularly because of yeah. like I just got into video stuff, and I was just such a noob, yeah. I'm still such a noob compared to you guys. Yeah. Uh, but also just like how you work with other people. Like I've been able to like be like, oh. Like I can take a job and then hire people to work with me on it, you know. And like I always just thought I had to do everything, so that's been really helpful for me. So uh, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. Um, We're gonna we're gonna take a break and we'll come right back. So do not go anywhere because I have a lot of uh, questions about Edmund or for Edmund that are not about Edmund. Just we're gonna get back to the weird thoughts that Taylor has. We're getting back to the to the origins of Forte Catholic. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And I went on another podcast uh, about a week ago. Uh huh. It was a sports trivia podcast. How would you fare at sports trivia?
0: I would fail. I'd be entertaining as all get out, but I would fail miserably. Bad. I, that's how. Very bad. That's
1: how I was. My first experience or my first appearance on the show. It's called the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Uh, I love it. I'm a huge sports fan, but I'm not good at like sports trivia. Yeah. So I've been lis- listening to it to learn. I went on it and got absolutely pummeled the first time, and uh, I went back again. Did I get redemption? Did I get pummeled again? You can find out. Listen to the Benchwarmers podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Scroll down to the episode that says Taylor Schroll uh, or go to my social media at Taylor Schroll and you'll find it there. Listen to the Benchwarmers Sports Trivia Podcast. Welcome back to Sports A Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll. That is Edmund Dwayne Mitchell uh, being welcomed back mm. in for, for this segment. That is a, a theme on the show. I give everybody a middle name. What's your actual middle name? I think Charles, right? Dwayne. No, it's No, Dwayne. it's not. It's Charles. I think I heard you talking about it recently.
0: No, it's Joseph. Joseph,
1: that's right. It's your year. Usually on this show, when I have my normal co-host and I don't have to like, you know, yell and scream and get, you know, halfway through recordings, have power go out, you know, like a normal show. Uh, yep, I just yep. have a lot of weird thoughts that I just come and oh. spew at my co-host. So okay. now like yeah. you're, you're in, you're, you're not new anymore. You've been a co-host for forever now, a whole segment. Um, so I'm, I, I'm just going to, to hit you with all the weird thoughts that I had this week. Are you ready?
0: Okay. Spew your thoughts on me.
1: Okay. Can you, Edmund Mitchell, can you eat a soul? eat a
0: soul? Yeah. Can I eat a soul like a soul like what? Like the living principle? Do you mean soul or spirit? S O U L. Can you eat a soul? I mean, I think it depends on the soul.
1: Uh what souls do you think you can eat?
0: Probably babies. Oh, I think gosh. people with I think I think um Wait, you have to clarify that. What do you mean? Well, a baby soul hasn't been around that that long. But, like, a soul with a lot of... Why would you eat a baby soul? That's a terrible thing to say. I don't want to, but I'm just saying, could I? Yeah, probably a baby soul. Because I just think it's not... It doesn't have as much metaphysical, like, weight to it. You're going in a completely different direction than I thought you would. Have you,
1: Edmund Mitchell, ever eaten a soul? (laughs) Not, would you eat a baby? (laughs) Like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) No, no. Well, you asked, could I? I mean, no, I never have. You have never eaten a soul?
0: No. mm -mm. And you're saying that publicly here
1: on a Catholic podcast that you have never eaten a soul.
0: Well, not that I'm aware of. I mean, I don't know. I mean, this gets really tricky. I'm sure, like, your smarter co-host would be like, I mean, if you devour an animal, are you eating its soul? Not really. Technically... But like you're- in some way, you're participating and consuming. Well, you know what? No, I kind of have, right? Because uh, the Eucharist bodyboard soul. And <laughs> you got
1: it. <laughs> and I was about to say none of my other would have co-hosts would have gotten this easy easier. Okay, okay so you're okay. right. The Eucharist, you have eaten a soul okay, quite yeah, a bit of yeah, times. Yeah. Okay, these are trick
0: questions.
1: Kind of, because I think it tricked me my entire life. So let's go back to the deer before we talk about uh, the Eucharist. Like, we're going to pretend like we're reading that scripture as the deer pants for water. I'm panting for water because we're almost out and we're in a pandemic slash winter storm and we're running out of water. Please send help. Mm -hmm. But the deer, if you're eating something that is dead but i don't know why you brought babies into this it's like like catholics are pro-life and that was a weird thing to bring up at the beginning of the segment
0: no i just mean a small soul like a smaller newer soul would be easier to consume if i had to than, like you know hitler's soul is just like weighed down by all all of this like sin and just it's a like it's seen a lot of action you know i just don't know that i could i could digest that without a tums
1: (laughs) You're so weird. This was a mistake. Uh, so, <laughs> like, if you're eating deer, like, a soul is, like, the life-giving force, right? So if you're eating a deer, in the process of eating it, unless you walk up to a live deer, like, you're not eating yeah. it. And even then, like, it's like it's not. So, like, a dead animal that you are yeah. eating, you're mm-hmm. not eating its soul because the soul was the life-giving force and that that is now dead. So yeah. I was thinking about this at mass the other day, and it's something, it's one of those things that, like, like I went through the same like your thought process like taking two, three minutes to figure it out yeah. was essentially my entire 31 years of life. Because wow. my whole life growing up, it was just like pounded into us. Like the the bread becomes the body of Christ, the blood or the wine yeah. becomes the blood of Christ. No, yeah. But every single mass, the priest says body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. And yeah. It never hit me until I went to a wedding last weekend. I, I don't know why it hit me then. It was just like a, I don't know. These things hit it was me a at soulful, random
0: times. It was a soulful wedding.
1: Yeah, very much so. Two very white people, very soulful wedding. So yeah. I was, i was. Uh, it just hit me and I started thinking about it. Body, blood, I totally get. Like divinity, yeah. I get too. Because like we always say like, oh, we're eating God. We're partaking in like God becoming one with us physically in the bread and wine. Yeah, man, and blood. who
0: hasn't had, like, a Godiva chocolate, you know? For real. Very heavenly. So, I mean, divine. But the... but the uh, Soul. The soul. The soul part,
1: I never thought about, where it's yeah. like... Because I think souls, and I think, like, Halloween or, like, video games, right? Like, yeah, you know, these yeah, yeah. Ghosts or, like, very terrifying things, and you're yeah. eating a soul. And then I started thinking about it, and I literally had to go ask... One of my theological friends that was over at our house yesterday because we have a yeah, fire. Yeah. We have a fireplace. They had wood, so they, we together we had Aww. warmth. It was very cute. <laughs> but I had to ask her. I was like, "You got to explain this whole soul thing to me. Like, how are we eating a soul? Because that's yeah, we're soul eaters. Yeah, Catholics are soul. We're, we're not cannibals. We're soul eaters. Duh. Dude, you know,
0: you know. Talk about a cool brand. I mean, there's like a fish eaters website. Talk about a cool Catholic brand that you don't know is Catholic. Soul eaters. <laughs> right? That would be yeah. a cool. Catholic brand, yeah, it's like the whole memento mori vibe for sure. So you had to ask your theologian uh, while I searched soul eaters. You had to ask
1: your theologian buddy. <laughs> I did because I was like, "How am I eating a soul?" And like yeah. you, you kind of got to it with the deer thing. Like the deer is dead, yeah, so you can't eat the soul. But yeah, we are eating G- like Jesus's body and blood and divinity. Like those three three things yeah. always make sense to me. But we, as we are partaking in the Eucharist and eating his bo- his body, drinking his blood. He is not dead; he's no. alive. So his yeah. st- his soul is still part of his body because when you die, your soul and your body are split. But then yeah, he, yeah, you know yeah. he did that little magic trick, and three days later, uh-huh. rose again, and he reunited yeah. those two, just like we're going yeah, to yeah. be at the end of time. Yeah. But we are eating his body, which includes his soul, because that is his life. Which all you know, it, it like that is giving us life, and that blew my mind. And I've heard it That's a wild. billion times before.
0: That's wild. I wonder how that works because, you know, your soul does not it's not in space. You know like uh if you read uh theology or theology for beginners by Frank Sheed, like the first chapter he goes yeah. through. Yeah, he kind of it always stuck in my mind his kind of explanation that like spirit doesn't have shape or it doesn't have it doesn't take up space or time. It's just and you it can, he kind of walks you through how to uh, kind of imagine what that would be like. So I wonder how that works because you're not, I mean, we do believe that we're eating his body, blood, soul, and divinity but 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 it's not contained in location. Whereas eating something is, you know, it's located in my mouth, then it's located in my stomach then then somewhere else. but and then we assimilate it into our body so we make it into cell parts of us. It's a very strange thing to think about, it is, and I think the difference with
1: like Jesus in the Eucharist is that, like his body does like he's God he he can break the rules if he wants, but like the yeah, way yeah, I, yeah. I, I kind of understand it maybe is yeah. that like his body obviously is in heaven, but like yeah. in the Eucharist, his body is physically present there, which would mean that his soul yeah. is physically present there. so like he gets to break the rules of being in heaven and everywhere and in every adoration chapel Dude, and in my belly
0: it's sneaky jesus man it's sneaky. it's sneaky jesus people thought he couldn't do it and he did you know and that's his brand <laughs> He's just sneaky. yeah yeah his brand is like break the rules right he's like here's the rules but i'm gonna break them yeah uh,
1: uh, you, rules are made to be broken but you can't
0: make broken rules unless you're god and you can do whatever you want
1: because you literally invented the entire scenario that we all experience
0: yeah man but i think from now on i'm just gonna say i'm a soul eater
1: good we should and uh, the two of us are going to race for that domain name for eight dollars after
0: this recording, dude. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a Highlander situation where you <laughs> chop off their head and then the soul is absorbed into you. It's kind of like that. I like, I, I don't wish that that's what the Eucharist was like, but I kind of wish that something like that happened, like lightning shot down, da- or they're just like you could see the soul entering.
1: Yeah, and like it, it's, it, it gave me like a little like inc- a new inclination too of like. It really made it set in that, like, not yeah. only am I eating his body and blood, but like his life is coming into me. Like, I yeah. felt that yeah, before, yeah. like, the divine life. I mean, that's the whole point of eating the Eucharist is that, like, you know, we get to experience his divine life and he's sharing that with us. Uh, but, like, yeah. thinking about it in that
0: way was really cool. But most people, and most people think that, or it's easy for us to imagine cannibalism, it's really weird to imagine. A form of cannibalism where the thing that you're eating is not dead. Yeah, like it, that. That's strange to think like, and it does not die as you're eating it. It's just alive the whole time. It, and then, and then you want to become more like it instead of it becoming more like you as you're digesting it and and coming into communion with Are it.
1: Are you eating God or is He eating the bad parts of you? <laughs> <laughs> He's
0: eating away your sin. <laughs> He's like a good virus or like a good bacteria <laughs> yeah, or something. There you go. Uh, something yeah. else
1: cool happened at that wedding. Uh, obviously due to something bad. So due to COVID, the mass was okay. uh, social distance, like the whole every other row thing. And it's a it's a mm-hmm. packed wedding. So there's like, but it's a big church, right? So there's a lot of people, yeah. but we're all you know six six feet apart, and we're all wearing masks and all these things. But I have been to like socially distant distance masses where like going to mm-hmm. communion was still the same as we all know it. Like you walk up the aisle yeah. uh, that, you know, there would be like an usher kind of standing there, like making sure you were you know, f- a few feet apart from each other, all this kind of stuff.
0: But, and then they throw the host. No, right? they, not like, at all. The not priest... at all. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe not in your diocese. Uh,
1: but when like for this mass, they were like, well, what this parish decided was that for all the pro- COVID protocols our we think it's safer for our priests to come to you rather than you come to us like get up go down the aisle. So Interesting. so since we were all in ro- like every other row, the priest there were there were four priests at this wedding so they could you know do it pretty you know, distribute communion pretty quickly, but they walked through like the first row, the third row, the the fifth row and gave it to the even numbered rows, right? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, so you're I mean, we we all like we were all kind of chatty that day. We all received uh whilst kneeling. kneeling down. Uh you didn't yeah, like they actually like they encouraged, like, hey, you know, if you would like to receive on your tongue, that is your prerogative. We ask that for COVID reasons that you receive on the hand, but it's up to you. But like Ooh. we we were all already kneeling in the pews, and you're not gonna like stand up, you know, because then it looks like you're trying yeah. to fight the priest or whatever. So we all just knelt and like, you know, put out our hands. And it was one of those things that, like, I have theologically thought about going up to the altar. Like, you know, like there's there's so much even scriptural imagery about that. You know, like approach yeah, the throne yeah, of yeah. grace with, with with confidence and like come to the altar, like come to receive Jesus. Like Jesus is yeah. here, waiting for you. Come to Jesus, right? Mm. And having the priest come to me, come to us, was one of the more special like spiritual moments I've had in a year, years, like r- true, truly, yeah. because what, like all of those things are true, like going to the altar, all that imagery is there and it's all true. But having Jesus come to me, uh, to everybody, right? Was special yeah. because it's like one, these priests, which we've had trouble with priests here recently <laughs> in the world, you know, ha- but ha- <laughs> in the world places, there have <laughs> been problems I've heard. Yeah. So like having four good priests, like, mm as the shepherds walking amongst the flock was really cool. Mm. But then also the fact of like Jesus coming to me in this, in this last year, it's been really hard for me to go to Jesus because COVID has been hard. Life's been hard. uh, You know, Like my whole life changed. Spiritual life has been difficult. We haven't been going to mass. We haven't been receiving the Eucharist as much as often, like period. Like it's just been a hard year. So like I was about to like tear up because it's like, Jesus knows that, right? And I know, like, that wasn't yeah. the plan. Like, he's, you know, there's the physical thing and then the, then the like, the imagery. Like, obviously, we walk up to the aisle and there's imagery around that. But, like, yeah. there's a, a real reason for this. But it was so special for me, like, in, in my internal life because it's like, I, I needed that. I needed Jesus mm. to, like, come to me through one of his vicars, through one of his priests uh, to bring himself to me that it was just really special because like you could never ask that of a king right hey uh, yeah king you come to me you know like uh, yeah, you know, yeah, we, yeah. you go to the throne of the king but for the king to step down and come find a peasant was just really really special
0: yeah man i i think that that's so beautiful you know we all still struggle with this old heresy of pelagianism that we have to work that we have to do an action in order to be worthy of grace and love that we have to earn it and that if that, if we're a good person, we do good things and then we, we earn it. And that's really cool. I never thought of that, that uh, maybe that's not always incorporated into the mass, but how cool that is that maybe even subconsciously when, Oh, well, it's my turn to get up and I go up and receive the Eucharist because, you know, I'm doing this action. And so now I'm, uh, I'm, I'm worth it, but it's almost like imagining a knock at your door and Jesus showing up like that divine initiative is, is a very special thing. And it's hard to, it's hard to always keep present in your mind that every day God is taking divine initiative. Like he, every day he's taking initiative before we've even turned to him. He's already wanted us to turn to him and is already pouring out grace for us to turn. Uh, so that's really cool. It's a really cool image or just a really cool story and, and, um, thought that I, I'm going to think about and pray about. Yeah, and like
1: that's what I love about being Catholic is is these symbols, these physical things that make spiritual realities yeah. make sense to us, right? Yeah and like what yeah, yeah. you just said, like all the things you just said about like God is always making that initiative. God is like, I just haven't felt that in so long. Mm. But to yeah. see it made me yeah. realize it. Like all those stuff that all those things that are true. Uh it was just yeah, yeah, it was just really cool. All right, I've got another one that isn't as good. Are you ready?
0: Okay. Yep. I'm ready uh, for this.
1: You know the whole story. It got really popular over the last couple of years because of praise and worship. But the whole like Jesus leaving the 99 to go after the one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that parable for me to for for it to make sense to me that means there are like there has to be other shepherds. I think that had to be understood that there were other shepherds there, and one shepherd went to get the one because you can't leave the other 99 unattended. Like if you're going to get the one. Because it's oh, because yeah. it's like, oh, he might be hurt or maybe there's wolves like those things are also true for the ninety nine. Right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's like, true. You know, shepherds would often work in groups. So I think it can be safe to, to, to be assumed. Um but here's what I feel like with, like, a lot of our shepherds falling. Uh, we won't ha- we don't okay, have to get okay. into that. But I kind of feel like yeah, Jesus yeah. is doing all the work on his own. Like, there's not a 1 and a 99. Like, there's a 1 and a 1 and a 1 and a 1 all the way up to 100. <laughs> and, like, mm-hmm, we're mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. just running our own different directions and lost. Yeah. And Jesus is, like, yeah. running around, come back! <laughs> come back! <laughs> oh, come back! I didn't even try to make that joke. <laughs>
0: That was bad. It was real bad. That was really bad. Yeah, man, it's kind of like it's kind of like bringing all your kids to Chuck E Cheese and then <laughs> uh and then and then you're like, "Wait right here, don't go anywhere. I'm going to go pay before we I'm going to go buy the pizza." And then you come back and they're just gone, right. man. So Jesus is kind of Jesus is in a Chuck E Cheese looking for all of his kids. Uh, I think that's exactly that's like the modern Bible. <laughs> that's the story Bible approach or no, the message. That's the message version. What? What's a more modern thing than Chuck E. Cheese? Like you bring your kids to, I don't know, Chick-fil-A. I was about to
1: say nothing. uh, Anything is more modern because they've gone out of business because of COVID. Yeah,
0: we had to stop bringing all of our kids to like public like Targets and stuff all at the same time because they would just disappear. It's really easy to lose one or two when you have five. Well, you had
1: six, you forgot one at Target.
0: Yeah, yeah, I had yeah we yeah we had six and then we forgot one, but yeah, that's uh, we're still hoping to find him. Here I am. I'm your long-lost son. That's why I brought you yeah. on
1: today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you're like four months older than me. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Last, last. Uh, uh, maybe wait, maybe a couple more. Uh, why couple are we more. weighing people while they're soaking wet?
0: Why are we weighing people while they're soaking wet? Is this like one of those trick question ones? I, are we weighing people? Who is weighing a- people a- that are soaking apparently
1: wet? Apparently, there are a lot of people weighing people soaking wet. Because it's a common saying for people to say like, "Yeah, Edmund weighs 180 pounds soaking wet," and I'm like, "Why? Oh. Why are we weighing people soaking wet?"
0: <laughs> yeah, that's strange, isn't that? I guess it's kind of like, hey, you know, with clothes, like it's kind of a, you know, plus one. Maybe it's kind of like an expression that just means like, you know you know it's kind of like overestimating like ah 180 soaking wet well, you know kind I, of the, thing
1: the way that it's most typically used is for very skinny people like very light people oh they're like man that 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 person weighs 100 pounds soaking wet meaning he probably weighs like 90 pounds right
0: yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I,
1: and like i guess that's not as offensive as like if somebody said that i weigh an amount soaking wet you know, like I, I weigh yeah. around two sixty-five. Like if somebody said he we- soaking you know, wet, he weighs you know three hundred pounds, soaking wet, and be like, "Hey, you jerk!" <laughs> you know, like.
0: <laughs> well, I think I think you got to think about it, right? Like skinny people are are normally more anxious and nervous. I speak on behalf of skinny people, so I think we're normally we sweat a lot. Are more. you? Are, and are, I think- are you
1: joking? I'm super anxious what? and currently flop sweating. Like that is not a stereotype that is real.
0: Yeah, that's true. I guess, I guess, yeah, that's true. Bigger guys, huskier guys do have yeah, a lot of moisture that they create. The opposite of what um, you just said. Yeah, well, maybe that's why you need to, maybe that's why you need to weigh huskier guys dry. Right. Maybe it's, to, maybe it's to even it out. Like husky <laughs> guys are always soaking wet. So you need to, you need to get a skinny guy soaking wet in order to kind of even that well, out. Well,
1: you soaking wet and me completely dry, I'm still double what you are as a human person. <laughs>
0: You know, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, um, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Like, miracles are real. All right. Who Speaking knows? of
1: miracles are real and the Lord working in All mysterious right. ways, here's our last question for this strange thoughts from Taylor.
0: Yeah. Strange thoughts from Taylor. Thank you.
1: I've got to put that at the beginning of the segment. No, I'm not. I have okay. way too much editing yeah. to do because the power keeps going out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. If the two become one flesh in marriage, we agree that that happens, yeah. Yes.
0: Oh man, we were just talking about this in therapy the other day. The
1: two—you don't know what I'm going to say. Maybe you should talk about that in therapy. Um, Well, just so far, assuming what what your wife's going to say. I'm your wife in this scenario. If the two become one flesh, okay, and then when we die, there is no marriage in heaven, right? But then at the end of time, we get our glorified bodies.
0: Do uh, all three of those,
1: all three of those things make sense. Like those are common th- knowledge in Catholicism, right? My question yep. is, does that mean Siamese twins? Does that mean at the last, like at the last day, the final judgment, that we're, that our flesh of my wife and myself are going to be ripped apart violently in order to not be one anymore because there's no marriage in heaven?
0: Well, no, I think. Well, no, I think when we get our resurrected bodies you'll still be two individual people but you will be you'll you'll have Siamese twin bodies so you will be like joined somewhere maybe at the hip or the shoulder so there's no so marriage like, but we have to spend eternity together <laughs> well I mean hey man I mean it was in the contract it was right there the two become one flesh and like I mean it was in the terms and conditions of the so I think like yeah you're not married but you are the two flesh so it's like you know two heads one body kind of situation we all- one body <laughs> which is interesting do you think do you think theologians or canon lawyers or whoever have had to talk about like Siamese twins have two souls right
1: yes but please don't eat them
0: yeah I would I, I would never I don't know that I could maybe <laughs> I could depends on the twin but I but like then if you separate them they have two souls but their bodies are kind of inner they might have like the same organ and stuff i think that's what happens i think in the resurrected i think i'm gonna put this right here this is there's is probably in the catechism and maybe i just didn't read that part but maybe it's this in the one. version but I, of the catechism exactly i think i think i think at, at our resurrected bodies if you've been married will be siamese or is that the correct term that might be a inappropriate maybe it's not siamese I, anymore conjoined I think siamese might be like a chinese flu kind of situation where you can't say it that well, way you just said chinese that flu, might be so wrong
1: uh so okay I, I, here's here, conjoined here's I think we have come come across a very theologically uh, deep point, and I don't know if anybody's decided it yet. And just like explorers, like you know, like it, in the moon, we are we got to put the we're American theological flagging. explorers. So we are the explorers yep. that have found this problem for the first time, and therefore we yep. get to stake our claim. I think uh, for to combine your thought and mine, uh, you can either become conjoined people. Or okay. the wife gets to decide if she wants to just go her own way. <laughs> I that's think true. to be fair, that, and especially in like the Me Too movement in heaven, I'm sure it's reached there. Uh, that seems uh, fair. That's what we need to do.
0: I, I think that seems fair. I mean, it's a very val. Uh, it's fair, and and our Lord, our God is a God of fairness. Um, so I think I think He would allow for that type of caveat or decision on the woman's behalf right very much so i know this is probably why it says like right the the man is the head but the woman is the neck
1: yeah yeah yeah. that's not scripture but yeah yeah
0: (laughs) it says it right there in scripture so i think (laughs) that's maybe that's what it's alluding to
1: uh so here's what we're gonna do i don't want anybody else to respond to this segment i just want my wife and your wife to respond on social media whether they would like to be conjoined twins with us at the end of time or go their own ways don't go anywhere we'll be right back okay all right, Edmund, it was a mess. We didn't get to like really promote your stuff during the
0: show. How can people uh, get connected with you? What where do you want to point them to? You can find me at Edmund Mitchell on Instagram, Edmund with a U, Edmund Mitchell on YouTube. And also, I'm just going to throw this out there. This isn't public knowledge everywhere yet. So if you're listening to this, if you go to Bummer and Lazarus on Instagram, you'll find some secret things that we're cooking up.
1: I'm I'm going to do that right now. Uh, if you want more for Forte Catholic, you can find it at ForteCatholic.com. Uh, subscribe, hit subscribe. You know all the things. If you want to support the show, ForteCatholic.com slash donate. It is a we are a nonprofit, all charitable donations that uh, help me feed my children and help you not go to hell. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am still Taylor Sheroll. That is still Edmund Charles Mitchell, also known as Duane. Uh, and we. Are getting through this show has been an absolute mess. We have recorded multiple times, we've rescheduled multiple times. Uh, the irony is, Edmund, I have been cold for 48 hours because the power's been out and it's 20 degrees outside during the day and eight at night. The irony is, I'm sweating so much right now because when the power's on, is when I call you back, we pick up the show where we left off, mm-hmm. and the heat is just beating down on me. Yeah. So, there's so much irony in I've been very cold most of the day, but now I'm very warm. So... Uh, our last little segment here is going to be pretty short because we've had to piece this all together. Yes. But uh, you are a very forward-thinking person on your show called The Show, which is very confusing because that's what everybody calls their podcast to their
0: friends. It's like, hey, yeah. Father Anthony,
1: can you, re- can you record the show next week? Yeah. Hey, hey, Liv, can you record the show in two weeks? It's and because yours I, d- is- I, didn't
0: want, I didn't want the burden of had a, having any topic or angle. I just wanted to put in the practice of making a podcast, so I just named it The Show.
1: I mean, most people just use their name at that point. I like know, the Edmund yeah. Mitchell podcast, yeah, Colin Coward yeah. podcast. I you know, know I was being done. Uh, yeah, you were. Uh but but you talk about a lot of like forward thinking things. And I actually What do you mean by that? Uh, forward thinking like, like when I came on- No, 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 like like futuristic. Oh, yeah, yeah, type yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. like uh like when I was on the show, you were like Yeah,
0: artificial uh, intelligence, simulations.
1: Exactly. Like we're all into simulation, yep. it's not real. Like I like just stuff that I don't think about. I'm not smart enough and I don't I don't really care. Yeah. But the future is kind of here in one way. Ooh. And I have some kind of insight into it. Okay. But like I, you've talked about cryptocurrency on your show. Oh, also yeah. called the show. Oh yeah. Um I recently got into cryptocurrency back Ooh. in October. Okay. Uh, and it was like I like I don't have enough money to like invest and do stocks. What'd you do? do, do- Doge. Doge dogecoin or what? I I didn't. So like I actually didn't put any money into this. Okay. Um uh, but there's a there's an app called Coinbase yep, that mom. I started using, and it's all like a cryptocurrency wallet. Yeah. And what they did is that they were like, if you watch these videos that kind of teach you about what cryptocurrency is and how, each one of these specific ones, we'll give you four dollars, eight dollars, six dollars for free in that cryptocurrency. Yeah. So I just I ended up watching all of those videos, answering all the questions, and I got like forty bucks. And then like a couple weeks ago when like the whole market thing, we don't have to get into it, but the whole GameStop thing and all that stuff. Yeah, it blew up and it like quadrupled my money. So like it it's it's quadrupled in the last four months. Have Man. you
0: gotten into crypto at all? I haven't I haven't invested personally, but I think it's fascinating to read about and follow. And I know what's crazy is that Dogecoin or dogcore, whatever however you pronounce it. Doge. It, it was like a it was just like a a gimmick meme. Bitcoin that they created that actually gained some traction. I've also been following the wall street bets, the Reddit wall street bets situation with GameStop and all that. It's been wild, but cryptocurrency is really interesting because it's like decentralized. I'm, I'm an idiot, but it's like, from how I understand it, it's like decentralized money, uh, which I think we're seeing the internet causing this revolution, all these different sectors, finance, marketing, business like all these different uh sectors are just television are being completely uh revolutionized by the internet which is an understatement the biggest understatement on this show uh but anyways i'm fascinated by it i think it's really interesting yeah me too i'm enjoying learning about it and it's one of those things that like the more i learn
1: about it the more i realize i don't know yeah. about it yeah. at all and so like even though i watch all these videos i have no idea what it is yeah but Uh, there's an update to this story not only did my my 43 dollars turn into 140 or whatever yeah but the football season ended uh last weekend two weeks ago okay and uh a lot of people who listen to the show regularly know that i love betting on football so like five years ago i put in 200 bucks into this like online betting site and every year i am up i'm very good at it i've i've uh like, I get the uh, the percent – like, professional bettors get about 56% of – 56 to 58% of their bets right. Last season, I got 57. This year, I got 54. So, last season, I was in it. This year, I was a little under it. Nice. But um, last year, uh, I was $450 over, I think, something like that. This year, I was $350 over. So, uh, I withdrew it. And they – like, one of the ways that you can withdraw the money is to withdraw it into Bitcoin. Dang. So, I actually withdrew my money into Bitcoin. Okay. So, now I have, like – a little over five hundred dollars in yeah. cryptocurrency. Yeah. That like I I earned I I have not put a a money money directly into it. I got yeah. forty three dollars and then this is all just gambling yeah. winnings, right? House money. Yeah. So it's it's fun and here's the thing: as I check it every day, I love watching it. I love trying to get to like learn it and trying to get to know it but i really don't understand it and boy is that catholicism like i (laughs) i I don't understand it i don't really get it like you know three and one and we're your soul eaters and it just kind of works it's it's just like what i i don't i don't get it i don't get it yeah and and I, i started to think like i get catholicism way more than i get cryptocurrency yeah 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 but there was a time that Catholicism sounded just like cryptocurrency. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And, like, thinking about, like, other people. Like, there are people in the world that know as much about Catholicism as you and I know about cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, one, why I love doing what I do and why you love doing what you do, you know, sharing the message of the gospel yeah. <laughs> with as many people as we can. But also, uh, you know, it's just kind of cool to experience that, like, I'm super into this. I don't really understand it, but I'm along for the ride.
0: yeah. Dude, my wife the other day, she does payroll for her mom's business for her parents' business. And they yep. live an hour and a half north of here and we had this weather storm and everything. And I said, Hey, were you able to do payroll today? And she said, Yeah, the the servers were down or something. Must be because of the storm. And I was like, Oh yeah, the internet pipes are down between here and <laughs> I was like, That's not how it works at all. Like there's no and um and you know we were talking about how we just don't understand how the internet works she was like i don't understand right. how the internet works and it's kind of like this relationship between reason and faith you know people think the the more materialist scientific or scientist people like you have to understand everything well no you just have to understand it to a certain point that you feel comfortable trusting that the rest of it makes sense like what you're saying like with Catholicism <laughs> like like you could read articles on bitcoin and it will make sense and you could read up to a certain point where you're like, you know what? I don't need to read anymore. I, I'm like willing to trust that this is real and it makes sense. And then the rest of that is where the faith in the terms of trust, not blind faith, but it makes up for it, right? Like, like I could read a lot of articles about, about mesothelioma and understand to a certain extent but after after a certain point i'm like i'm just going to have to trust scientists on this or trust doctors trust someone else <laughs> right. i think i think it is kind of a it's not that it's not that we just can't understand Catholicism it's like you only have everyone has their threshold of how far they're willing to go and it's not necessarily a good or bad thing but i mean you could go further but there's always that faith component of like you can never get to the end and get rid of any level of trust or faith that you have to have We've, we could go further, too, but we've met our time. So if you are listening to Edmund and you're like, he's
1: kind of like Catholicism or Coinbase for me. Like, I don't really understand it, but I want to get to know more. You can find him at Edmund Mitchell on social media. Listen to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. I'll be back next week. Say it. Bye. Bye.
0: To their To their